Hello everyone and welcome to Grief Breaker Podcast. I'm Harrison. I'm Jono. And welcome to episode 14. 14? I know. Fucking crazy. Wow, man. that's two times seven. And I think it's for, if it's not 14, it's going to be like 14, <laughs> like a little robot voice that's like overdubbed on it. <laughs> so if, if it's like episode 13 and you're going to overdub it with another robot voice still saying still 14. Still saying 14, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. One Google yes. search later. I have some exciting news for you. Do you? I just mentioned to you before I walked in, but I wanted to tell you now, live mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. So Twitter has voted that they want us to do a live ghost hunt. Right. Yeah. Uh. The other day, I had the mayor of our town come into my the shop. The mayor? The mayor. The new mayor. Right. He happened to be a customer of mine already. Excellent. So he came in to say hello. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mr. Mayor. Andrew Malloy. Mr. I'm assuming Mr. Sorry to assume genders. Yeah, it is Andrew Malloy. And he said that he might be able to get us in to stay overnight in Tatton Hall in Tatton Park to do a ghost hunt. I'm doing a shocked face, guys. A very shocked face. Which could be exciting. So that's in the works. Currently. Can I steal one of the deers? Probably. Tatton Park, for any, anybody who doesn't live near the UK or in the northwest of the UK, has a rather large collection of wild deer. Red deer and, and reindeer. reindeer. And a lovely collection of lakes. Which we visited last weekend, actually. We did. We walked we around. That's why I thought... Tuesday, it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's why I thought yeah. it'd be cool to bring it up now yes. as we had a walk around it. Let's so, do it. Jay is going to be filming it for us, hopefully. Okay. Helen's going to be coming. Excellent. Because she is a fully qualified paranormal investigator nice exhibitioner exhibitionist (laughs) paranormal exhibitionist get those naked ghosts all those naked ghosts yes so ectoplasm mm, yes so we think we're going to be doing that which is going to be spoopy so stay tuned guys for any news on that how many just how many spooky burritos have we done three three so far we should do it for like the fifth yeah well i want to do it right away and record it yeah well it's going to be edited so we could release that for Episode five of the spooky. Yeah, well, it's going to go on the YouTube channel as well. Right. So we'll do it on there, and then maybe do an audio special as oh, well I'm to go have to along. Shave my face. Why? And... You look good with the beard. Keep the beard. I do. I do look good with the beard. Um, I also have a I'm bit scared. more news for you. Excellent. Okay. Keep, give me this news regarding me. the Patreon. Right. Oh God, no, no. We just hit five subscribers. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Which means that oh. only four days to go. Now Jono uh, has to do a challenge put forward by myself and uh, Twitter. Oh great! So if you want to, this is going to be fun. If you want to join on this poll, make sure to go to our Twitter, which is at Grief Burrito, yeah. and you can vote on what Jono will have to do. Maybe we'll roll it into the ghost challenge. Maybe oh, we'll have no. him alone in the mansion. <laughs> no. Well, anyway, guys, some news. Uh, this is my last ever podcast. <laughs> um, so the next week there will be a replacement. Oh God, no! I know. I'm so scared now. Yeah. Because I know you're going to stitch me right up. I won't do anything too mean. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. He says that now. Yeah. Just a, just a mild whipping. Just a mild whipping. Good old flogging to get the boy going. Well, I must say thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you. This is you. you know it's a it's a brand new venture. It's only four, it fourteen episodes in. We are but babies. We are but babies. So your shout outs will be coming. On the next couple of episodes, yes. and your badges will be sent out in the post. Your limited edition brief, brief garrito, brief garrito. That's, that's our sister channel. Yes, we're currently in litigation with them. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we are going to be running a competition on today's episode. Yep. So make sure to listen to later on. To I'm not sure how far through the episode the competition will be, but I'll make sure to put it in the timestamp where you can win some of the badges and yeah. maybe a cool comic prize that I'm planning. Maybe. I've got a collection of Dark Souls official comics to give away. As an added bonus, I'll even breathe on them. Some of my fresh breath competition entries. You don't don't get that. (laughs) Thousand percent. Yeah. Can you get lower than zero? I don't know. (laughs) Can now. (laughs) 
Let's right, get straight let's in. Let's get in. Dive. Let's go. It's time for us to talk about games. New, new ones. Games. New ones. Games. New ones. So we want to go into a little bit of game news before we get into our yes. Twitter voted content today. Because yes. Twitter actually voted yeah. on what they wanted to hear about on today's episode. See, this is free producers. I know. That's yeah, what it is. <laughs> by by uh, committee. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell us about... The new handheld console mm. has been in the news. Yes, Playdate. Mm-hmm. So it's been in the news. You, may, you guys may have seen it, you may not. But uh, I will, shortly after I finish gabbing away about it, I'll quickly post it on my Twitter account, JohnOnRocco84. Plug. Yeah, no, it's a cool little handheld device. It's got a black and white screen. A bit like the old, you know, game. Well, they were more sepia, but... Yeah. Or sepia. Sepia. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a monochrome design display. So they've got two little buttons and a little D-pad. But the best feature is it's got a little crank on the side. A little crank handle. I'm not... I've, I found it yesterday. Well, I stumbled across it yesterday. Yeah. And for a good half an hour, I was searching everywhere to see this is a joke. Is this an April the 1st? Uh, yeah, that's like, what I article. thought. But no, it's really, it's really real. It's it's 100% real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, made by... Real. Guys called Panic who make games traditionally. They've never they made do, a console yes. before. Mm. What was it they made? Uh... Do you know what? I can't remember. I was. Oh, where is it? I did have it written down. Ah, get me phone. It's gonna be. You can't buy games for it. No, there's like. Is it twenty inbuilt games that unlock? I think yeah. There's games that come with it, but they're being a bit sketchy about it. At the moment. Well, not mm. sketchy, just like quiet about Shieldy. it. Yeah, all yeah. the all the illusion. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna come with some preloaded games, but basically it'll be a bit like the Epic Store situation at the moment, which I'll talk about yeah. afterwards. Which is where every month, uh, every week, you'll get a free new game to download and put on it. How it gets downloaded, I don't know. That's the thing people think it might already be in there because we don't know if it's got any kind of connectability or. Anything. Well, yeah, for the fir- for three months, you'll get a new game every week, mm-hmm. totaling in twelve games to play on it. How how the technical side of that works, I don't know. Whether it's an SD card, whether it's sorry, excuse me. I'm burping after my coffee that's you know that's kind of where we're at with the game side of it but there's a lot of major game developers or sort of indie developers are really interested in pushing put the games on there nothing is you won't know they said you won't know what game's coming next i was going to say so they aren't announcing what games no no okay. which might put some people off might not i quite like so, that because it's quite expensive isn't it 150 dollars yeah yeah which is probably about one 120 in sterling okay. so it's it's going to be interesting but i think the crank aspect of it really yeah. intrigues me that might just be to charge it no, no, no! I've seen, I've seen footage of games that use it. Oh right, okay. There's I'm one not, particular game where yet. you you can only control the main character using the crank. Oh right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've seen a couple of other people saying this is what I'd do with it. If yeah, it's kind of like etch a sketch. Yeah, a little bit, kind yeah, of. So you just yeah, like a little handle. Yeah, it's, but, I'm trying to think what you could do with it. I suppose you could do like, well, you could definitely do fishing games. Mm. Fishing games. You could suppose you could do tank controls where you're aiming a barrel. You could do like. Sushi belt simulator. Yeah. <laughs> you got fling the oh, sushi. Yeah, can you imagine doing it really fast and yeah. like doing salmon roll in the face? <laughs> Headshot. Fatality. I'm I'm really intrigued. Mm. I think the price is a little bit high, but it depends what it can do because yeah, while it looks like a simple little device, like a bit of glorified wind up radio with a TV screen. <laughs> I'm guessing that price is for a reason. They're not just going to try and, you know, pull money out so. of you. No, no. I mean, so, with, it, with it being that kind of screen, you said it's like a black and white screen. Mm. Do we know if, like, what the resolution of the screen is? Is it going to be, like, it stylized good. graphics, like old Game Boy pixelation? No, or is well, it... That'll be completely down to the designer. Or you've just got a colour palette of two, which would make my job as a programmer much easier. Yeah, yeah. But, um, as an artist, too. <laughs> as an artist, yeah. I don't think it does grayscale. I think it's black or white. Okay. That's it. I mean, you, you you'll be able to very fuck around with that. Watch. Yeah, I think you'll be able to fuck around with that. Like, if mm-hmm. if the if you've got a lot of pixels, if it's a really high resolution, you could possibly do like a black and white gradient yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like emulate a, a grey. Yeah, yeah a checker box 
uh, to emulate a gray style you could mess around with that but that's mm. more it's more down to the designer's choice but yeah definitely like it's definitely a pixel screen it's resolution it's not like ink or like a you know amazon kindle or um some like old game watches used to use ink systems yeah they did yeah I can't remember what they're called, ink displays, something like that. Oh, but yeah, so it's just, the only thing that concerns me is the price. Mm-hmm. And and like we've talked about in previous podcasts, how the games are delivered as well. Like when you've got that game for that for that particular week, they've released Has Wild Cooking Sim. It's great, you should get it's it. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. So the only burritos, that's all you can make, but yeah. you know, it's all I'm you need. I'm a very good cook, I love you now. I know you are. And yeah, I'm a yeah, giant yeah, yeah. food. Yeah. Just saying the game is limited in its design. Yeah, the game, yes. <laughs> See, I've lost my track now. Sorry. <laughs> Where's my track? Look under the sofa. It, if you download that, is that then yours to keep? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if I it's see. an Xbox Game Pass, where mm-hmm. the game goes, yeet, and yeets itself out after a couple of weeks. Which is annoying. A little bit, yeah. So, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it, it's exciting. I wouldn't mind having a go on one before I buy it. I think the other thing as well is, apparently there's only going to be a limited run of them. I was going to say, that might be why they're doing that price, if they're making limited edition. Yeah. I don't, what's the point, though? You have a limited edition of something that's not out yet. It's a novelty. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a novelty of nostalgia. Like, when Nintendo did all the mini consoles. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. That's neuralgia. That's a disease. It isn't is. It? Yeah. yeah. Don't get that. No, don't get neuralgia. When Nintendo released the mini NES and the mini snares mm-hmm. and the PlayStation did the mini PS One. Yeah, the classic. Yeah. The, the prices for them, I understand. The limited edition, because they are a product that you are already familiar with. Mm-hmm. This is a gamble for Panic. Yeah, it's an entire new thing. Do you know it? what I mean? So having a limited run is probably a good way of them testing the water, but. Yeah, that's where my price comes into it, from a from a concern point of view. Because mm-hmm. if you're pricing it that high, it's got to have really good spec. If it's a limited run, because it, it they, they, they can't be looking to make money out of it. Surely, if, if 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 they're doing it from a technical, let's see if there's any market for this kind mm-hmm. of aspect. Don't price your market over. You know, sell them low. Look at me in business one on one here. Like I know what I'm talking about. But I I would say price it low and then ask the people who bought it what would you pay for this mm-hmm. if it was to go full you know and we've got all the things we're going to stick in you know yada, yada, different so colours different as it goes yeah you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing so I'm I'm, I'm going to keep a watch on it but it's, it's exciting ah. <laughs> oh. um, we'll see we'll see it's, yeah. it's hopefully going to be cool I'll, the crank I'm really interested in. I want to yeah, make same. something for it I'm worried that's going to wear out like, do you remember... Depends with, how it's done, isn't it, I suppose. Like, remember the N64 controls? People playing, was it Mario Party, where you had to spin the control stick, and people were just, like, yeah, knackering the controls yeah, and getting blisters on the palms. Yeah, and the 60, yeah, the 64, the joystick on it was... Yeah, so yeah. in the later games, they actually stopped, so you, you didn't do the rotating of the stick. Yeah. Because it was damaging the actual hardware. So I'm wondering... I mean, obviously, I presume they're much better, much more robust than an N64 control, because modern yeah, I mean, manufacturing have moved on, should be better. Yeah. Especially for that price... I'm hoping the crank should be metal, I guess. It looks it. Yeah. It does look metal. The actual, the whole thing looks like it's encased in like thin aluminium or aluminum something. Aluminum. Aluminum, which is the listeners. correct way of pronouncing it, because yeah. the person who discovered it named it aluminum. Aluminium is wrong. Yeah. Sorry. English people, we changed it. Sorry, guys. We, yeah. But yeah. We like conformity in England. Because yeah, we want it to fit into our... Into the nomenclature yeah. of, you know, sodium, potassium, nitrogen. Yeah, into our periodic table. Yes, table, table of periods. Yeah, I don't like paracetamol, though. That pisses me off. It should be paracetamol. Yeah, a bit. yeah. But we're rambling. Yes. Yeah. Any uh, Anything else on this? Uh, not on the uh, play date, no. no. Just that I'm, I'm quite, despite all my concerns, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, same. No, yeah. I'm looking I'll be interested to, to see what people do with it as well. I wouldn't yeah. mind a, like a little uh, tech version of it so I could have a fuck around and yeah, try and we'll, make some we'll little mini games for it. Like, do we know where it's going to be sold from? No. no. Right. Comes out in, one second, I wrote this down, 2020. 2020. Quarter 1, 2020. So okay. we're looking at Jan to March, maybe April. Okay. Next year. 
I don't know if they'll be in store if they're limited edition. Presumably, they'll be selling it from their own site. Yeah. I would assume so. Oh, oh, major retailers in your area. Yeah, but we'll have to see if we can get hold of one. Yeah, yeah. Harvesies. That would be cool. Our that patrons. Maybe we should have an open night where some of mm-hmm. our patrons come down. Like any patrons that are local, obviously, I know we have quite a few yeah. ca- Canadian fans. We do, yeah. Ontarians! So, well, the Ontarians! Assemble! <laughs> we uh, we should totally go over there. I know I say it a lot, but we should I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, let's go. Although, after after we go to Tatton Hall, if Tatton Manor, if it, if it happens, if we survive. I don't think I don't think I want to ever see you again. Well, you see. <laughs> well, you see. Well, you see. I'm actually I've found the hospital that I got locked in the morgue in, the abandoned mental uh, hospital. No. It's called Newsham Park in Liverpool. Yeah. And that's in, that's also on the cards that I might try and see if we can get us into. Yeah. But that place is I don't want to say super spook. Ferociously terrifying. Yeah. Like I mean horror apparently I think it was 16,000 people have died in its walls. Bloody hell. It's worse than the catacombs of Paris. I know. Yeah. I've got a friend of mine who lives in a, an apartment block that was built on a cholera grave. Yeah. 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 Smelly. Mm. Well, <laughs> buried. Yeah. Thankfully, well, but you never know. Yeah. Well, no, they've done. They've done. They've dug up in the past. They've mm. done. Did done dug. Dig it down. Dig it. Dig it down. Dig it down. They've um, <laughs> dug up cholera graves in the past and found still active pieces of or pet pieces. Did pieces they come in pieces? Color. Chunk of cholera. Yeah. Yeah. A mimote of cholera. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it it sticks around a while. Yeah, like this grave was two hundred years old or something. So you've got to be careful. Yeah, you do. Gross. <laughs> Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's do oh, it. I've got I've got some other gaming news as well. Oh yeah, go go. Yeah. Tell me gaming news. Um, the Rift. Yes. Not the Rift. What am I talking about? Epic Store. Epic Where did Store. Rift, Where did the Rift come Rift? from? That's a VR thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic Store. Yeah. They're doing a game a week on a game every two weeks to keep forever for free. And currently, it's Rhyme. Have you, you know Rhyme? Oh, yeah, no, I've got it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can sign up to the Epic Store for free. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. Go and get it. It's absolutely yours. Once you've downloaded it's a beautiful it, it's game. great. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. A, it's and that's it. It's beautiful. yours to keep. It's not like Steam or Game Pass mm-hmm. for the Xbox where it gets taken away or PlayStation Store. Yours. Right. So feel People free. Get, get, get signed up. Yeah, do it. So it's an amazing game. Helen was saying it's a very, very good game. Yeah. I've just started it. Yeah, and they've also got some cracking discounts on at the moment. They've got a big, okay. uh, big sale on because they're, they're really pushing to try and muscle, muscle some of that market off Steam. Steam. Yeah, so I um, they would, gamers, got, gamers benefit from that. Yeah, because they've got a bit of a monotony. Uh, some monotony. A monotony. Um, a monopoly, haven't they? Steam currently. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to change that. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to have multiple stores where they. It, it depends how it's done. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's multiple stores that are homogenized into the same content, there's no point. No, 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 it'd have to be different things, but then you're going yeah. back into console wars again, aren't you? Well, of course, yeah, but that's yeah. that's what drives competition. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. definitely I mean, the, the, myself. The, for love or hate this new approach by Epic Store, they are getting some cracking developers on there. If there's any active yeah. developers listening, they are pumping money mm-hmm. into getting people to make exclusives to the Epic Store. Really? Like, so many indies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I think Stanley Parable, the team who are doing the Stanley Parable, Parable Deluxe game called Crows, 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 based in the UK over here in near Halifax, I think. They're, uh, I think they're, they're doing something oh, Epic really? Store, I'm sure I heard. Hmm, I'm going to look into this. But yeah, no, there's a few, there's a few big names like doing some stuff, which, which is great because the war between Epic and Steam is fine because mm-hmm. I don't care if either of them lose money. That's, that's their problem. That's yeah, their business. Yeah. But it could be great for gamers. Yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah. definitely. For yeah. a long time, games have been quite expensive. Long time. If only the same thing could happen with hardware. Yeah, yeah. I think hardware prices. I need, I need to upgrade up my right. PC because it's it's slowly dying a very painful death. <laughs> that poor graphics card has worked its ass off. I know. The motherboard is now like a great grandmother board. 
So it needs some upgrades, but just graphic card prices through to Bitcoin mining and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. It's just driving them through the roof. Too much. Check it out. Yeah. Epic stuff. There we go. We'll try Mm. and get on to that. Now let's hit our Twitter voted content. Yes. Twitter voted content. Twitter voted content. Twitter voted content. Okay. I put out a poll the other day. I think it was two days ago. He did. It was a long poll. It was nice. It was made of beach. Beach, yes. It was a beach poll. Sanded beautifully. Yes. Vanish me, Paul. <laughs> Russell. Uh, yes. And that, what I put on was you could vote. Either you wanted to hear about the biggest or the, the top first-person shooters of all time. Yep. The top adventure games of Which all time. Which is what I voted for. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I did adventure games. And what was the last one? The biggest... Biggest. <laughs> you mean the last one? You mean the one that won the, the one poll? That won, yeah. <laughs> the biggest surprises yeah. in games. Yeah, like the big shocking moments. It didn't win by that much. Didn't. See, so so my vote made a whole yeah, difference. They, they kept jumping up and matching and stuff, so I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure yeah. who was going to win, but eventually it pulled forward. So, I would like to talk about some of our, our personal ones. Mm. And I'm going to say now, spoiler warning, because we, we will be talking about some of the story points in games. I don't know. I don't think you should. I don't think you should have to justify a spoiler warning. Some of these games are really all of them so, are really old. Some of them are old, yeah. But yeah. I, you know, if I know you, what you mean. It's some nice of them are being nice. remastered, and if you haven't played them yet, yeah, just yeah, bear yeah. in mind. So let's go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, my first one was going to be Ocarina of Time. Okay. Legend of Zelda, all the way around. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. That's a green <laughs> bitch, isn't it? Yes, green bitch. Zaldo, L- Lank, whatever. They call it. <laughs> oh, Lunk. Lunk. Is it Lunk? Yeah. That was Sign on Happiness, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The, legend, the Adventures of Lunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the shock when... So you, you get through the game. You'll, you've played this, so you, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you go through the first three temples and you collect the spiritual stones. Yes. You get the Kakiri Emerald, the Goron's Ruby. Sorry, you sat on my big plug socket there. Yeah, it's really warm. <laughs> and uh, the Zora's Sapphire. And what you're sort of doing is you're... It's hammered home to you that you need to get these three, three sacred crystals... To get through the door of time, to get the Master Sword, as that is the only sword that will be able to stop Ganondorf. And when you finally, finally get there, you put your stones in there, you play the song, the door opens, you go get the Master Sword, and then you get put to sleep for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be talking to people who have played this game 20 fucking times, you know, or might possibly more, I don't know. And then you get a, a short cutscene, and it's Ganondorf that pops up on them. Hey guys! Hey guys! How's it going? He's like, ho, ho, ho. forgot about me, did you? Yeah, uh, my big old uh, nose. I, I imagine, I imagine you'd have like a kind of what's, it, what's he called? Like a posh English voice, but slightly nasally. Like, oh, yeah. oh hello, guys. Oh hello. Oh. You've my name me is through. Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, it, it, what's he called? I, I, guy, uh, guy with a big nose, with a little mustache, his ginger mustache. Oh, you mean fucking Nigel Thornberry? Nigel, Nigel Thornberry. Eliza. <laughs> That's smashing. The, I can imagine that, but a little bit more like evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that'd work. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I imagine Ganondorf would sound yeah. like. Why is it Ganondorf as well? Because it sort of flips between Ganon and Ganondorf. See, that's, this is where it comes about from this game. Oh. So the man himself is called Ganondorf. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the then big old what, redhead bitch. When he, tur- when he gets the Triforce and turns into the big pig demon thing that is Ganon that's Ganon isn't Ganon it? is the pig thing do you think it was intentional that he's called Ganon and that there's a word called Gammon and he's for, a pig uh, yeah probably because that's interesting it is, I yeah, wonder yeah. if it was translated that way intentionally for Jap- from Japanese yeah what's the name for pig in, Jap- in English and they're like oh it's Gammon <laughs> <laughs> yeah Gammon's yeah. Gammondorf <laughs> they had the other northerner do the yeah. translation <laughs> Pick up thick crystals. Yeah, from Gammon. Go get that master sword. But yeah, then it turns out that when you open that door, yeah. 
you've actually let Ganondorf into the sacred realm. Yeah. And you've just now allowed him to win. So then when you wake up from your seven-year slumber and it turns out you're an adult so you can wield the Master Sword, that when you get out, the castle town is fucking completely derelict and yep. full of scary, spooky zombies. Yep. Hyrule Castle is now gone and there's yep. a big pit of lava there with Ganon's castle Link, really. Yeah. If you just fault. left it alone, stop fucking about, trying yep. to get shiny, nice things. Yeah. He's all about the bling. Like, my, well, you know, ladies love the bling, that's why. Mm-hmm. And Zelda, you know, she was not impressed with him. No, no. Like, look at you, the green little tunic, little know. bitch. <laughs> what about when you've got a sword? And some white tights. Yeah, some of the thick tights. Thick tights. <laughs> well, it yeah. gets cold up in the mountains. It does, yeah. yeah. So that was one of my, my, my big shocks. I remember yeah, being yeah, a little yeah. kid and that happening and being yeah. like, oh, fuck, I've ruined everything. Yeah. It, I mean, it kind of is. Like, yeah. That's what Zelda Link did. He, I mean, we should be grateful because there'd been no game, there'd been no franchise. No, either, no. But... Imagine if it ended there, like Game yeah. of Thrones ending. It's just, that's it. You've, that's it. you've ruined everything. Yeah. The end. Done. Oh, just, yeah. That was a great game. I, I love that game. I'm not going to lie. I actually don't really remember that scene, weirdly. Really? Yeah. It's quite early on though, because yeah, because I remember going those... to like Temple of Time and mm-hmm. get the ocarina and all the songs. And yeah, I love the, the songs. Yeah, I really did. That's what I love the fishing game in it. The fishing game was yeah, great. Yeah. Did you know that. you can steal the guy's hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did that? Did you get different lures? Or did I imagine mm-hmm. that you did? Didn't you? you get the sinking one yeah. or the yeah. floating one? It's made of like. My fa- yeah, my favorite thing is that game though. I know we're talking about sort of shocking moments, but just quickly, the favorite thing of that was the the music. Yeah, yeah. Really I know. Good. I know the game was kind of. Musically orientated it, yeah. with being called Ocarina of Time. Who the fuck has a hawk- Ocarina? Hawkarina. Hawkarina. It's like an Ocarina, but it's feathered. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, don't try and play it. No, <laughs> God, good God. Don't blow into that bit. <laughs> no. Be... Who has an Ocarina? I don't God, think I've is. ever seen one in real life. Forest Fairy Folk. Oh, the Forest Fairy Folk. Yeah. Triple F. Triple Fs. Yeah. <laughs> great. That was, was a great game. Right, tell me one of yours. What's one of your big shocking moments from games? I'm going to go for the blindingly obvious big Final Fantasy elephant in the room. Yep. Number seven. She dies. She <clears throat> dies. I don't know it. I've seen screenshot. Well, not screenshot. I've seen a, a short video of it and that. Mm. But it's never that impactful because yeah. I haven't played the game. Well, so. Lay down me the scene. Give me the scene. It was a dark and stormy night. Oh. Cloud. Stupid name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's got wicked hair and a badass sword. It does. Is in pursuit of Sephiroth. The best baddie in any game franchise ever. We will talk about that. A bold time. claim. <clears throat> a bold claim, sir. I don't like your countenance. <laughs> so they're pursuing him across the map, across the world, chasing him. And then something happens. I don't want to give too much away with the details, but basically they're trying to obtain this object that Sephiroth wants to use to bring about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So they get there first. Selfish. Right? You know, like, he's just a moody bitch. I mean, I would be if I was on the space alien. But anyway, so they get there first. So you're like, happy days. Good guys win. Yeah. And then it all kind of gets a bit, oh no, shit. You know. Oh no. Oh no. So, I've done myself. So, Ares mm-hmm. uh, has to go away and she has to, she realizes that only she can stop him. Okay. Which is a bit of a strange thing to do in the first disc of the game, about maybe 15 hours in, because you're like, well, what the fuck are we bothering then? Should we just go home and wait? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But anyway, so Cloud wakes up, he gets put into a coma, and Cloud wakes up. Ares is gone, nowhere to be seen. So, you spend about pretty much the entirety of the rest of the disc first disc there's three like going finding areas you know where she is you just got to try and get there sort of mm-hmm. thing it's like right up near the North Pole and just as you get there you see her sat on this plinth and she's praying and it's like you, a pool isn't it something? yeah 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 it's, kind of, it's, it's in the ancient city it's called the ancient city or the city of ancients who were this like tribe of people that were in touch with the earth in touch with the planet and they would control this thing called the life force which was what gave life to everything on the planet yeah and they were in tune with that a bit like midichlorians in star wars or um 
avatar, you know, that kind of spiritual connection to nature and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So anyway, you get there. After a hard, long slog, just as you get to her, she looks at you. And from right above, Sephiroth comes flying down with a sword. Straight through. Yeah. Straight through. I cried. I was about 13 and I wept. Really? Absolutely wept to those blocky little characters. Yeah, I've seen how blocky they are in that. Part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 1997. Yeah. I played it later than that, but... Imagine yeah. how it's going to look on the new one. And the music... Oh, don't. Don't. I've already, I've already booked in therapy sessions. Yeah. It's just the music's so emotive. Like, the Distant Worlds guys who do mm-hmm. the orchestral versions of lots of Final Fantasy music did the orchestral music for Ares' theme, which is the book the what plays. And usually in the big battles, you get the big battle music. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly like that. that. Yeah. But for this particular battle, because as soon as it happens, Sephiroth yeets himself out, fucks off. You know, in, wreck it, out. Mm-hmm. Smashed, do one. He sends a little minion in called Genova, like a piece of Genova, which is this alien being that's, that he's using to sort of try and take over the planet. So you have to fight this, like, over Ares' corpse. Oh, but right. it, and it only plays her theme all the way through. It's this really sad, beautiful, oh. slow music. And then you defeat that, and mm-hmm. you have to go and bury her and stuff. And the whole thing is just riddled with grief. It's just stinking of grief. No burritos. It's a sad day. Bad times. So, yeah, like, I, I played that, and it was the first time ever I'd properly emotionally connected to a video game. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is my favourite game, because yeah. I, I had a proper moment with it. And then the very next day... <laughs> This is genuinely true. The very next day, my house was broken into and they took my PlayStation with, that, with, the, with the disc in. So I couldn't play it. I had disc two and disc three and I hadn't completed disc one yet. Bastards. I'll leave that up. That was it. fun. Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, shit. So I've always had a strong connection to that game and it was about two years before I got another copy of Final Fantasy VII. Really? So you had never knew what happened until then? No, no, oh, no. I mean, I completed, I've completed it several times. That, that was a shocking moment. Yeah. I think yeah. shocking in real life as well because I woke up and I was like, where the fuck is my PlayStation? Where's everything gone? <laughs> yeah. Mum, mum, naturally. My mother was naturally losing her shit because mm-hmm. <laughs> we were but I was like, I don't care about anything else. Where's my PlayStation? I need to know what happens. <laughs> the weird thing was, the my Final Fantasy Seven disc box, the box was next to the PlayStation. Well, they didn't say that. No, they must so, have just so ran in quick. The time. first disc, yeah, yeah, it must have been. I don't know. How do you think they felt? They got to the end of the first disc <laughs> and was like, "What happens now? Who knows?" They should have come back and said, "I'll lend it you if you give them PlayStation." Yeah, back. we can all play it together. Happy yeah. families. Yeah, exactly. Let's be friends. Yeah. So that that was that was a good shocking moment. Mm, I bet. That, I, bet. I think that's a famous one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on a lot of the lists that I read through of other people's shocking moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one I want to talk about is one that might not be on a lot of lists, and it's from Dead Space One. Yeah. Now, mm. never played. It's it's a really good game. You should check it out. It really is good. All, all of them are good. I, I I've said before that I like all three of them, particularly the first two, are very very good. Yeah. The first one is a lot more atmospheric in and lonely. Okay. Like the character never I kinda like games character like that. never speaks. Oh. Uh, I think he does take his helmet I can take off. Me for that book. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think it's only you only see him from the back when his helmet comes off when he's like other people are talking to him. Right. And it goes back on because it like unfurls around him. And then right at the end when he's in the ship, you see it then. You see he takes his helmet off. And is that is that pertinent to the story? Is, is there a reason why you don't see his face? I think it's or? just a way to make you connect with the character. Right. Just do, you know, like they did with Link where he doesn't speak because you're supposed to feel connection with him. The game is, itself is a very scary game. And you, you learn pretty early on that you have a couple of safe spaces where nothing's going to happen. And one of them in particular is the lift. Okay. So when you get to a lift, it's like, okay, I'm safe because the lift's moving. Yeah. Nothing a bit like that you. rooms in Resident Evil where you've got your typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like a little save point thing. And even to the point where there's one bit where you run into a lift 
and the doors close and kill a necromorph in the door. So it's like, nice. it's really hammering home, lifts are safe. Yeah. You're all yeah. right. And then about a third of the way through the game, this, you know, obviously the story's elevating by that point. Elevating? That was, that ah! was an intentional way! Oh, yeah. And then a necromorph drops into the lift with you while the lift is moving. Oh, no. And you're in like a meter square I was going to say it's going to be a small space, yeah. isn't it? And I, re I remember just being like, fucking God, oh God! And like, I, oh, I didn't, shit. you can't even aim because it's that close to you. So I was just swinging, like melee punching. And then, Swing your dick. And then when it's fallen to the ground, you've got a stamp button that you can stamp. And I didn't. I don't think I stopped stamping until like the lift opened. It was covered in stamps. Yeah, just just in case it was still alive. And from that point, then the rest of the game, you're now thrown off. Yeah. Because your yeah, safe really space clever. now that is, is really now clever. not a safe space. No, dead really space. Clever. <laughs> yeah, see, see, it's yeah. now a dead space. So the whole time now. You're now, every time you get to a lift, you're stood aiming at the ceiling, wait, <laughs> waiting for one to drop into the lift. I'd laugh if one came through the floor. Yeah, but then it, the nice thing is, it never happens again. So that whole time, yeah. you're like, it might happen. And yeah. sometimes the yeah. music goes, and comes up like something's going to happen. And then the lift opens and there's nothing there. Good. And That's just, good. That's very good game design. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. Sure it was very edge. well done. There's actually a, a really, really interesting um, making of documentary about mm. the Dead Space series on YouTube with the guy who designed it all. Yeah. Really, really good Excellent. series. Aren't the comic books as well? Are there some so. stories, like yeah, short yeah. stories? Yeah, there are stories. stories. My brother's got one of those. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. And they even made a, an on-rail shooter for the Wii. No way. Yeah. That's cool. But I'd, I'd recommend checking out Dead Space 1, 2, and 3. You can probably get them dirt cheap now. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Uh, the yeah, second yeah. one <laughs> is... like If the first one is all horror, 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 the second one is like action horror. Oh, a bit like sort of how Terminator and Alien kind of yeah, approach those franchises. Exactly. The first yeah, one was suspense horror, second one was action, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you in, in the first one, you're just on the Ishimura ship. And the second one, you're on a space colony orbiting Saturn, I think. Cool. Nice. Think Saturn. Um, yeah, that's a great one. It yeah. Really, yeah. The second one's really cool because there's a lot of... You're going through the city pretty much, so you see people's homes and you're going through churches and you're going through yeah. like... Areas where there'd usually be loads of people, and you know that these necromorph things are around. Right. And then the third one is set on an ice planet, and it's actually co-op. Okay. And there's a really interesting mechanic in that one, where you and your other player... So, it, sorry, I'm just going to briefly sidetrack. There's a signal that comes from the marker, which has raised all these necromorph things. That's right. what it is. It's like this weird signal that's mm. that's been em emitted across the whole fucking galaxy. And this affects different people in different ways. So really intelligent people start drawing the symbols that it's emanating. So like oh, okay. Isaac starts seeing symbols in his head and starts like building things because oh. he's an engineer. And then the other guy in, in the third one is a soldier. So he starts hallucinating like violent images, but you can't see what he's hallucinating mid-game so your partner in the game in the co-op so your player too yeah and you're playing online is shooting at stuff that isn't there on your screen oh cool it's really really interesting that's really cool yeah it's a nice way to do it i wonder if that was like a glitch once and they went oh actually it, it could be it's yeah yeah they just rolled it in that one feels very inspired by the thing drug yeah, thing, yeah, yeah it's on an ice planet and you see yeah. him like frozen in the ice blocks and stuff where they're nice. digging him out because they're looking for this marker on this big ice moon. Nice. So please check them out. I will, yeah. I'll yeah. have a look. I'll, I'll definitely have a look. So you said you had one from Metal Gear Solid 3. I did. This is a big, a bit of a big spoiler. I mean, it's a really old game now, but uh, it is a major plot point in the story, but dead simple to explain. Mm -hmm. So you start, you play Metal Gear Solid 3, as you do. Yeah. Great game. It's like jungly. You get to eat snakes, ironically. I, I played that you know. one. Yeah. 
there's various weird baddies with abilities that are never really explained, like there's a vampire flight kind of guy. But the main twist is you get almost right to the end of the game. And then you discover, it's a very simple one, so it'll be short. Mm -hmm. You discover that you were not playing a solid snake like you thought all the way through. You're actually playing as Big Boss, who mm -hmm. was his predecessor and his sort of master. Yeah. Who turned evil. And if you know the game, in, I'm in not going to sit here and explain the Metal Gear Solid history because it will take an entire podcast yeah. in itself. But Big Boss was the main bad guy from the original Metal Gear Solid mm -hmm. games and he's a constant sort of inspiration for new bad guys or he makes reappearances here and there. But yeah, so I was quite shocked. How that, do you find out that you're Big Boss? Uh, because basically somebody names you him. Oh, right. Right at the end. Gives you the title. Big yeah. Boss. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck. This is set in the 50s, not yeah. in now. Shit. So what? What do they call him before that? Do they call him Snake? Just Snake, yeah. Because I think he was Liquid... Was he Liquid Snake? You listeners may yeah, have correct me, but I can't remember. Liquid Snake. Yeah, there's, there's a few different names. So that's the... Solid I, Snake is uh, the, the main guy from Metal Gear Solid. Yep. Solid Snake. Mm -hmm. And then Solid Snake 2. And then 3, Metal Gear 3, was where you're not playing as him, you're playing as Big Boss. That's really cool. I think Phantom Pain was the same as well, wasn't it? Uh, no, you think you are... Uh, no, you play as someone else. Right. You, you have, like, surgery or something to be, look like someone else. I don't even know if you are Snake. Oh, right, okay, fine, fine. fine. I've not I never played four. Yeah. Never played four. But yeah, so that was just quite a shocking moment because all the way through it, you led to believe one thing and it was actually yeah. all untrue. Um, I've just thought of another one as well, a great one. Yeah, go for it. This is definitely a spoiler. If you've not played this game, but you should... Um, it's on Steam. It's called Soma. S O M A. Oh yeah. yeah, I know it. Yeah, absolutely amazing game made by the guys. I think they're called Frictional Games. Made by the guys who made um, Amnesia: Dark Descent, mm -hmm. which is a truly terrifying game. It's absolutely wonderful. If you love suspenseful, really sort of like Cthulhu-ish kind of uh, like H.G. Wells, Lovecraftian kind yeah. of horror. Amnesia: Dark Descent. Yeah, for, it's for it's you. very like if you crossed Amnesia with Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that yeah. kind of feel. Isn't yeah. It? So they, their spiritual successor to it, or rather their next sort of franchise, was called Soma, where you're based on this underwater colony kind of thing. You wake up one day to find that you're actually conscious, your consciousness has been transferred to this sort of robot. And then to get through to various parts of the ship, I won't go into too many details because it will spoil a lot of it for you. I'll just try and spoil this one bit, yeah. which happens to be right at the end. So to get to various other parts of the ship, you have to sort of transfer your consciousness into other machines. And then move using them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's, it's still great. It's still a horror game. But right at the end, to escape, you've got this massive elevator that takes you straight to the surface of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you can escape this whole nightmarish world. But you have to transfer yourself into the robot inside the machine. And when you do, it sort of like screen fuzzes like it usually does. Does all the things it usually does. And then it fades back to where you were stood and you just press the button. And then you see the machine go, boom, off. And you discover that actually all the time you weren't transferring it. You were copying yourself and you were lucky if you your sort of idea of which version of you you are Ended was the, the one in one. the new body and yeah. right at the end you get left behind yeah. and, a, and a copy of you is what goes yeah and it's really there. clever that it's a really good twist it's it it just kind of messes with your head what, with the idea of what makes you you if that other guy mm -hmm. believes you're you he's you and you're you how how who is yeah who exactly. is the original sense of self yeah. yeah, there's that, that whole concept about uh, teleportation, isn't there? Mm. Like if you teleported someone exactly, or if you copied someone from here to another point exactly. Yeah, which is kind of what teleportation yeah, will yeah. be. Yeah. At what point is you left behind or forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. when does that new cop or new version of you being rebuilt become you? Yeah. Like if but it may well be you. No, it, no. It's, it's how you differentiate that exactly. idea of you and self, like yeah. I said. Because there's a really good um, 
thought experiment. So say me and you, and you guys listening can probably try this as well. Uh, if you're sat across from someone, so say me and Jono, mm. me and Jono start swapping our brain cells one cell at a time. Yeah. And at what point yeah. does Jono become me and I become Jono? Yeah. Is it 50%? Is yeah. it 75%? Or is it in the entirety of 100% swap? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which won't be, will it? Because I'm sure we can swap one brain cell. Yeah, it doesn't. It depends where consciousness lies, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Why that's it. That I, I heard a similar one, which is if you were to grow a brain, you know, yes. because we're making incredible Ouch. advancements. <laughs> well, making incredible advancements in growing new tissue, mm-hmm. lungs, you know, using Hearts. stem cell work. If you grow an entire brain, at what point does it then have the capacity to and be able to store consciousness? How much That's of it weird, is yeah. needed for the conscious the conscious yeah. mind How to exist? How many neurons? Because people, some people have had entire chunks of their brain taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, yeah. they've, they've, you know, they've developed, say, motor skill issues or slight erratic behaviour, but them in, a, in and of themselves as a person is still mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. There's, so there's it's like, um, do you need, do you need ten, 10 brain cells? 10,000 brain cells? A there million? There's a young lad who got shot in... He worked on a construction site, actually. The young lad in Dangerous America. places, lots of bullets. Lots of bullets flying around. And the his boss had a gun on the table for some reason. I can't remember why. I should do. This sounds like Gwyneth of Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. And um, it something got moved and it knocked the gun off the table. Turned out the gun was loaded hit the ground, fired a bullet and shot straight through his forehead mm. and entirely lost his like right hemisphere of his brain. The, oh, I mean, weird. the entire thing. And you can see a photo where he's literally got half of the top of his head. Oh, is this one where you can see the x-ray scan? Yeah, there missing. is that as yeah. well, yeah. And he's actually had an implant now. So it's like a silicon implant that goes over and his skin has grown back over it so you can't tell anymore. Yeah. But he actually graduated university. See what with I mean? half it's crazy. of a brain. Um, but there, there are certain things that you, you can struggle with. some people with whole brains that can't do that. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> there was, there's a guy, oh God, hang on. So what was it? Half of your brain processes images and speech and the other side processes physical sensations from your hands. Yeah, or like tactile sort of feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, information. So this guy had his brain severed down the middle. Mm. And I think it was to solve seizures, because that's sometimes what they do is they yeah. break neurons yeah. if it's a seizure that's happening going mm. from between the two hemispheres. So this guy, you could take an object, to say a mobile phone, you could put it in his right hand, and he, he could feel it. Mm. And if you covered his face so he couldn't see what was in his hand, he couldn't tell you what it was, because his brain couldn't connect the speech side to the tactile Even though he'd seen side. it. Yeah, he, he couldn't he couldn't tell you. And then as That's soon cool. so they're asking him what's in your hand and say it was a cube. He's like uh he just couldn't get it. And as soon as he took the hand away, that's oh, cube. What straight away he could tell you as he saw it's it. Mental, isn't but it? He just from feeling it he couldn't tell you. And that was because those connections were severed. See, this is that's the kind of the cool thing that even though these people's lives have taken a pretty severe turn for the yeah, worst yeah. in some cases, the 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 information that they you know their benefit to society in, in many mm-hmm. ways has actually increased. They're, yeah. they're more valuable they are now, as people yeah, because those kind of research points, you're not going to get. You can't just no, volunteer no. somebody to have their brain severed in no, half. No, not at all. There was, there was a, a guy as well. <coughs> I know obviously we've sidetracked, but it's, it's going yeah, down yeah. this science route that I kind of like. So yeah. I think we'll, we'll stick with this for just a second and we'll get back onto our game things in a moment. Yes. There was a guy who had an operation on his eyes to remove, I don't know if it was some kind of cataract, and they removed a certain part that blocked out a certain filter of light. Yes. And he was in his local shop, yeah. shopping, it could be Tesco or Sainsbury's or whatever, and when the lady was checking the note... I think I told you this story. Uh, we've, we've spoke about it before. Yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think I saw it on a TV program originally, mm. and they scanned his note... For, for the, the for counterfeit. Yeah. yeah, see if it was a counterfeit note, and that triggers a UV light, isn't it? Mm. And the UV light 
flashed and this guy dropped to the floor onto his back yeah. and had a seizure on the spot yeah. and they were asking him what had happened and he said he remembers seeing a, a light that was blue but more than blue yeah like a blue light you'd not seen yeah. before yeah. and his brain just went nope and just like cut off yeah just he, like shutting down yeah he was able to see ultraviolet light yeah. but his brain yeah. could not make sense yeah. of what it was yeah. seeing yeah it's the lenses on your eyes yeah. on, the, on the very front of your eyes filter out uv light because otherwise it damages retina so mm-hmm. evolutionary advantage and he yeah he he, he, he yeah. blue screen of death, ironically. Yeah, literally blue screen of death. Like, he, just, he just went, uh, no. Brain's like, you're taking a piss. Yeah, hey, uh, I've lived 40 odd years and here's a new <laughs> colour. What? No, I'm off. I'm yeah. checking out. Don't need any more colours. Yeah. Not like a mantis shrimp. Yeah. There was a very, very, very famous person who could see UV light as well. Who? Rembrandt. Really? The painter, yeah. When he first started out, if you look at his pictures, they're very clear, concise, beautiful, wonderful. He was an incredible artist. Yeah, yeah. Seen his work um, down in Tate in London. Absolutely amazing. As he was getting older, the quite common thing was if you had degenerative eye disease or mm-hmm. glaucoma or any sort of issue with seeing stuff, they would just whip your lenses out. <laughs> you, you don't yeah, need clarity. Yeah. At least you can see. But because of that, you could see UV light. And that's when his paintings got a lot more vivid and the greens and the blues and the pinks all became a lot brighter oh. because he was then seeing all this extra colour. Oh, that's really cool. That's Weird really that nice. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, are you ready for the best segue ever? Go on. Speaking of colour, let's talk about Pokemon Red and Blue. Wow! Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Perfect. I knew you were giving up smack. I know, yeah. I, I just came into the back of my head and I was like, ooh, I gotta do this. So, Pokemon Red and Blue, obviously, a lot of us know it. Some mm. people, maybe younger listeners, might not have played the early Pokemon games. They may have started maybe not. from Ruby or even fucking the newest yeah. ones. Like. To be fair, the first ones I ever played were Diamond and Pearl. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I played a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the first ones I played and loved mm-hmm. were... Right. For the DS. See, I remember when I was a young kid, we drove to the traffic centre, which yes. is a large... It's basically a shopping mall in the UK. Yeah. It? That's the thing. It's got these big glowing blue domes and stuff, but it was one of the first malls that we think we had. <laughs> of all the things, it's got like lots of shops, nice food. Shop. You went glowing blue domes. Well, from the outside, it's got giant blue glowing domes. It's it like fucking sci-fi. It's like it up yeah. in this bush. Big old blue boobies. <laughs> blue boobies. So... We went in there, and uh, my cousin got Pokemon Red, and I got Pokemon Blue, and it was like a really nice thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my mum said, because it wasn't my birthday yet, but I was allowed to play it for the journey home in the car. Nice. And I remember playing it, and there's an animation that I've seen of a kid playing it in the back seat, and you can only see when the street lights went past you. Yeah. And it literally was. Like, I remember playing so a couple yeah, of steps. It was on the Game Boy, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And the Game Boy at that point, I had a Game Boy Color, the green they one. Which I, which I found the other day, it didn't have a backlit screen. And I tried to play Samus Returns on it the other day, a Metroid 2, which I found. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was a charity shop near my shop who were just throwing away retro games because no one was no buying way. them. Literally, there was a dumpster full of retro games, and someone in the pub was like, Shit. I've just gone around the back of Oxfam because they said I could have all these. And he literally had a bag full of games that he was selling. There was Final Fantasy. There was fucking. There was uh, Metal Gear Solid. There was loads of Pokemon yeah. games. There was, uh, there was Metroid. It's still in the box, brand new in a case. No so way. I got that. Which Final Fantasy was it? Uh, I think it was seven. No. Yeah. Did you buy it? I didn't know he had it. He was selling it online. Yeah, because uh, that's, that's worth about 40, 50 quid. I know, Depending so I, on the quality of it. He but, let yeah. me have Metroid and stuff, and I was like, thank God, because I really want. I said it was my brother who really wanted it yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. his birthday, so he let me have it for free, which was nice. Right, if you listen to his podcast, you'll know you've jimmied him. I don't think he does, but there we go. Uh, yeah, so. Pokemon Blue was something that I found really exciting as a mm. kid. It was this new, obviously it was such a new thing to have these like little creatures that you're yeah, creating. Yeah, yeah. And one of the big, the first big surprise is getting to choose one of three starters. Yeah. So you're like, which do I want? Oh, I could have fire. I could have grass. I could have water. Who did you go for? I want Squirtle. Oh, Squirtle, lame. Bulbasaur all the way, mate. I got Pokemon Blue, so I wanted to get Squirtle. I was like, that's the one on the box. 
repping it. Whoop the first two gyms' asses with the bubble saw. Yeah, I know, but it's later on. I want to challenge. I'm not some kind of noob. It's not noob, it's copying in the game. Yeah, yeah whatever, mate. Yeah. Uh, also, the first ever booster pack I bought of Pokemon cards. So before yeah. I ever bought a deck, yeah. the toy shop near my house got in the little trading card packs, which you've got, was it six cards you got in there? Something like that? I think so, yeah. Something like that. It was £2.50, I remember yeah. that. The first ever pack I bought, I got a shiny Blastoise. Nice. Yeah, and I was just like, nice. yes. Fucking blew my little mind, that did. I bet it did. Um, blow my mind now. Yeah, I know. I I've, I've still got it. I'll bring the, I've will bring. i got all the cards. I might bring them over next them. time I come over. I've got yeah. a big binder that I found in the loft full of them. You can teach me. I'm about 30 years too late, but you yeah. can teach me. Definitely. I've still got my deck as well. It was all put together because I beat the Pokemon League and won an, an, a really special Pikachu card for doing it. Nice. Which I've got in a plastic case that was Amazing. in there as well. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cute. It was quite Aww. the Pokemon when I was a little kid. What do you mean, when you were a little kid? I know, still now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, one of the one of the things that blew me away about Pokemon was because we didn't really have... I mean, I suppose this is like cross-compatible into other games. Because we didn't really have internet at that point. When you hear rumours at school mm. about, oh, have you found this yet? Have you seen this little part of the game? Yeah, have you yeah, tried yeah. this? You can get some in secret. And then you find real things. Like I was talking the day that I had Mew. Yeah. From doing some weird series of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you had to like... You have to battle someone to a certain point and then fly and then you chop a bush and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you encounter... <laughs> chop a bush! Chop a bush! And then you encounter Mew at level 7, but yeah. you've got to be careful because you can kill it really easy, so you've got to use a really weak Pokemon to chip its health away and then catch it. Yeah. And it's just like, well, why was that even there? Like, that was why just... Why not? Yeah. It's such a cool thing. And have you heard about Missing No? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's this is quite a famous thing. A lot of people might not know about it because I think it's only in the first two. Oh, it's in yeah. Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow, yeah. I should say. There was this weird glitch that you could find that, again, started as a rumour. People saying this new kind of Pokemon that was out there. But you've got to be careful when you catch it because it can corrupt your game. Yeah. And I can't remember the exact series what you have to do. You have to, like, warp here, swim this bit, and then you have to swim up and down next to the gym on... I remember it's Cinnabar Island. Yeah. And then you'll encounter this Pokemon. And it'll only come in these two little tiles when you're moving between the two when you're surfing on... A Pokemon's back. Yeah, yeah, Magikarp or something like that. Yeah. Carp, 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 And it looks like a barcode almost. It's like yeah. a glitched, yeah. weird thing that yeah. kind of looks like a skyscraper with a small building next to it. It's yeah. really, really weird. And it, I don't think it had a level or it was just question marks. And it just said missing no. Yeah. Like M-I-S-S-I-N-G-N-O. Yeah. Which stood for missing number. Yeah. Because the list... Yeah. that you were literally glitching the list from the Pokemon titles. Yeah. There's a great video, I'll have, to, I'll have to tweet it, there's a great yeah, video on the actual programming behind, and it was... Yeah, why it was doing yeah, it. Th- if I remember rightly, it was years ago, I saw it. I think it was a memory address issue where it was trying to address, yeah. like you say, an index, a, a, a certain place in the chips, in the architecture, that didn't exist. Right. Uh, mm. But you can only do it... Um, Speedrunners use them in old games. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the world record of completing Mario one, like the original Mario Brothers, is like three minutes. Fucking hell! Yeah, because one you, in Zelda you, you, as well. You, you take uh, advantage of these mm-hmm. weird little glitches like that, where you can, if you if you run at a certain speed, and then stop and then do a back step or something, mm-hmm. you'll the memory address gets overwritten, you'll glitch out, and the, yeah, you like fly through the level, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, this one actually, you, you sank through the floor and then it literally spawned you at the last level. Oh really? No way. It seems crazy. Like, how do people fucking find that? Idea. Like, are people going through the code and possibly, seeing, possibly. oh, that's not right, <clears throat> you know? Um, or are they coming out by accident? Well, with, with glitches like that, it's not necessarily that it's badly programmed. It's how you force it to overwrite something that mm-hmm. is critical. Right, So you, okay. you, you find something that is writing to, say, say like, the, the address in, like, AB01 or mm-hmm. AA01. And AA01 is your world number. 
If you find something else that's like eight, yeah, and you 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 find like a portion of the game where it writes to that world number, you can try and Mm. join. It's like it's like rewiring something. You can say right, okay, try and get that and put it in eight eight zero one, and it'll be eight eight zero eight, and it will instantly transport me to level eight. Right, that kind of thing. That's not virtual wiring. That's yeah, very complicated. yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's they are found through exploits and mm-hmm. they are found through digging through the assembly references and stuff like that. But right, okay. It's a very it's fascinating. Good. There's re- there's some really cool stuff you can find out about that. It's also mm-hmm. pretty much very simple hacking, like yeah, actual yeah. hacking. You can do a lot to hardware with right, okay. that kind of work. Loads of great YouTube videos mm-hmm. on it. I'll I'll share some. Yeah, please do. Uh, and I remember that it would glitch your items as well. I think yeah. it was like whatever. You got, yeah, your, you got to be careful with errors like that. I think it was like your eleventh item would become infinite. So yeah. if you put your rare candies yeah. there, then you could level up your Pokemon just constantly. Yeah. Just get really, yeah. really high. Yeah. You, 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 you too. You Josh brought Rodri. up another one. Gears of War 2. Yes. Now, I can't remember much of this, so I'm going to rely on you, buddy, yep. to fill in my gaps. You were. You were. But it is when, I always want to call Jericho. Jacinta. Jacinta. Sinks. Yes. I right was shooketh to the core. Because you heard about it, it was kind of leading up to this idea that it may. You don't well, at that point, it's leading up to that Jacinto is the final place where the, the locust can't dig through because it's got a granite base. Yeah, well... And they can't come up. Yeah, well, what I, what I meant was that you knew something was going to happen because yeah, they, kept, yeah. they kept hammering that home. You know, yeah. it's like, we'll be safe here, we'll be safe here, we'll be safe mm-hmm. here. If any horror game or horror TV show yeah. has ever told me that, it's like, get in the closet, you'll be safe there. Yeah. Oh, you the fucking thrones. won't! Keep the children in the crypt, it's safe down there. Exactly. So I knew something was going to happen. Yeah. But when I discovered the the whole like they'd been planning this all along, like mm-hmm. the, they were they were you know working away at just destroying humanity's last sort of yeah. safe space. The Bastion. Also a great game. Mm-hmm. That that was really really shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Because yeah. you, you know it's a hard fought game. The story in that they, they go through a lot. That game is devastating. When I don't want to say too much because again I want people to play yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. game, but there's a particularly emotional part where I fucking teared up playing it. You know which bit I'm talking about. Dom. Yes, yes. It's hard, man. It is. It's very hard. And I tell you what, the books are brilliant. Yeah, I need to read the books. Really So do. many of my friends have said, read yeah. the books. Read One them. actually starts with Cole when the city is sinking. Uh. So when they fly away on the helicopter, that's yeah. when one of the books starts. Yeah. So it's literally him thinking about the city sinking and what they're going to do next. Yeah. And then about them building basically a shanty town in the mid of winter yeah. to try and house all these fucking refugees that have yeah, left yeah, the city. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's a great game. It was the, the, the franchise itself had such a good writers. Mm. Gears Five is getting a lot of news at the moment. Yeah, I was going to talk about that in game news. I, I didn't. I don't know enough yet, so I think mm. maybe we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, that's getting a lot of myths and rumors about it at the moment. Mm. Of what people want to see. Yeah, I only played. I only played the first two. Never the played first, Gears The first three are really good. I was. It was big... meant to be a trilogy originally, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I think just because it was so big, they were the yeah, gamers well, wanted more and more and more. Gears technically Gears Four. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. You played as Baird and it was set before the first one. Mm. So you find out why he lost being a captain and got yeah. put down. Yeah. And then Gears 4 is about Marcus's son. Five. It's called Gears 4. Oh. Oh, is it? Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Even though it's the fifth one in the... Because Gears... F- the technically four one about Baird. It was called Gears or Judgment. Judgment, it wasn't was it? Yeah. technically four. Yeah. Because it wasn't the main story. But yeah, I'd, I'd recommend playing... Number okay. three. Three is really good. That's one of my, the story and that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Really cool. is. One of my favourite levels, I think it was in the first one, is where you're fighting on the train. Yeah, that's the last level. The last level on the yeah. yeah. It's like Golden Eye when you get on the train. Absolutely incredible. And you're ducking down, you got like absolute unit at the end. Yeah. Just Ram. With, yeah, with the minigun, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the double troika turret. Double troika turret, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They did the remaster, didn't they? Yeah, really yeah, the first yeah, one. It's yeah. really good. It looks I'm trying amazing. to think as well because there was the, the flying ones. They were flying next to you as well, weren't they? Yeah, and you could shoot them down. Uh, I can't remember what they were called. Reapers. Reapers, yeah. Reapers, I think they were called. Oh, such a good game. Great I remember game. when it came out and everybody was like, oh, it's going to be better than Halo. This is going to be better than Halo and stuff like that. And unpopular opinion, I actually agree. Really? I think it's better there than you Halo. There you go. It's a different thing entirely. Yeah, it's not really fair to compare the two. And I think next week I might bring with me, <laughs> I've actually got a Lancer chainsaw rifle. Oh, a full yes. size one that I got limited edition with, with one of the special edition games. Bring it, bring it. And I've got a limited edition full size retro lancer rifle. Nice. So I've got these, and they're fucking they're huge. They're about let's, three let's have feet a lance long. off. Yeah, we can do it. And you so can pull the trigger, and the chainsaw actually revs. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it goes. Yeah. Used to jump out of my mum and scare her when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, such fun! <laughs> such fun! The whimsy of childhood. Oh, the whimsy. Yes. Uh, speaking about the whimsy of childhood, Bioshock One. Yes. Yes. That has no relation. I just wanted to swing well, on in there. Well, there's those little girls then. That was really well, nice girls. Yeah, I suppose it's the kids, isn't it? Like, yeah, Ugh. they're creepy, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, the, the big shock in Bioshock, the first one. <laughs> the big shock, big shock in, in Bioshock. Bioshock the first. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah, was when you get to the end and you, you realise that... Well, you get into that main room with... It's not even right at the end, is it? It's actually when you find Andrew Ryan. Yeah, it's not... It's, it's fairly close to the end. Yeah. It's about a third, third away. What was it? A man is free and a slave obeys. Is that what yeah. it says? Yeah. And then it's sort of drip fed to you that you realise that Frank Fontaine. Greg Fontaine. Which is a great name. Brilliant name. He's got such a cool accent. We were talking about this before. Yeah. I always remember when he says that he, he put you in the submarine and he's like, I put you with that sub. Yeah. It's like he's proper New York. Yeah. Um, you find out that he's been pretending to be a guy called Atlas the whole time. Yeah. And that he's been controlling you with a phrase, would you kindly, because you're a sleeper cell, uh, like a sleeper agent. That's the code mm. word to make sure you'll do what you're told. Yeah. And you're Andrew Ryan's son, aren't you? Yes. And Frank Fontaine took you away and brainwashed yeah. you and sent you out. And then you've somehow found your way back after a plane crash. Yeah. yeah. So you end up that killing Andrew Ryan. And that's when you realise that you're a slave and that you've obeyed and you see the, the chain link tattoo on his wrist yeah. because you've been locked into this thing and been controlled the whole time. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah. It, it's so clever and it, mm. it blows your mind. And then you you go after Frank Fontaine, don't you? Yeah. Instead of fighting after Andrew Ryan. And then you, you find out you know, Atlas is kind of a myth. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he's an actor, isn't he, Frank, yeah. Frank Fontaine? Yeah. And he's been masquerading as this guy with an Irish accent. Atlas. Atlas. Atlas, would you kindly... Yeah, love it when you do that. Such a good accent, <laughs> such Thank a you. good impression. Yeah, I've worked for a long time with an Irish guy yeah. in a bar, so like we always used to do the accent. It's a beautiful accent, isn't yeah. it? I love it. Jason, <laughs> Jason. There's my of my three five favorite accents. I would say in order are Scottish, because mm-hmm. oh, just the Scottish accent. The way they swear, they yeah. swear with such a plum, like a plum. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Um, great, great. Billy Conley does a great video on. Yeah, the he words does. Fuck off. Yeah. Hilarious. Then the South African accent. Yes, just, every vowel turns into an I. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I grew up with uh, an old friend of mine called Brendan, and he had a English accent. Right. But he was born in South Africa, but his mother, her accent never changed. Not and Brendan, I, just, I know. No, 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 no. This is a different Brendan. But every time he'd get in trouble, all I remember was her going, Brendan, 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 I burn your village. Don't make me hit you, fucking prawn. Oh, we'll get the District 9 now. Yeah. Fucking prawn. That was a great film. Brilliant film. Yeah. Did you know 
I didn't, and you're going to tell me. I'm going to. That the Halo film was written by Peter Jackson and Neon Blokamp. Mm. Was split into two films, which were turned into District 9 and Elysium. No way. That's why you've got the floating city in Elysium, like a ring world. Right. And the biomech suit, which is supposed to be like the Spartan suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the alien spaceship over the African city, like in Halo, but it's Mombasa. Yeah. And yeah, it's Mombasa. I was going to yeah. say it's not Mumbai. Yeah, it's Mombasa. And the aliens with the blue grenades that explode in the blue oh, electricity course. fire. They yeah. just sort of literally split the story. So is that, the, the is prawns would have been the elites, basically. Yeah. Mm. He's always said he wanted to be doing a, uh, District 10. He's always said really? he wanted to revisit that world. It's a really cool film. It's, if anyone hasn't seen that, please watch it. It's amazing. It, the, the, parable, the parallels it draws with... Some, the apartheid. The apartheid mm. and modern day racism. Uh, yeah, yeah. Immigration issues... Um, color, the color of your skin, you know, yeah. just that idea of being an alien. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, word, also, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, it's just a great little action film, and, and some of the mech suits and stuff. Although the mech suit is badass, really, really cool. Like the bit with the bullets, where you're just like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost a little bit Titanfall looking. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially, the the aliens have been forced to live in a shanty town in their own community, and they're like prawns. Off. Yeah, they call them the prawns. Yeah. yeah. They do look kind of grim. Yeah, because they've got like the little prawny mouth bits. Yeah, they? the prawny mouth bits. Prawny mouth bits. Oh, I don't like those in between sandwich. <laughs> the prawny mouth bits. Uh, right, you had one more, didn't you? I did. You I had, had one more. One more. Bioshock Infinite. What a game. What an incredible game. Um, again, it was quite at the end. A lot of, you know, a lot of shocking scenes tend to be at the end of the game. Yeah. So I'm not just picking games that are ruining endings. Just how stories are written. Yeah, yeah. It's right at the end because you are trying to help this girl escape. Uh, weirdly, this game has a lot of references to things like slavery and it does, yeah, um, things around that kind of subject because mm-hmm. it's set in the sort fifties. Of it is, yeah, yeah, where there was still a bit of segregation going on in America. Uh-huh. Though, you know, sit on the back side of the bus or the front side, and you know, mm-hmm. but the very first one of the very first choices you get to make actually is whether to throw a rock at a slave or not, and you, whether you decide to. That's or not. right. Yeah, that affects it later on, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's really interesting. I need to replay it. Mm-hmm. It's also really hard in parts. Anyway, get to my point. So you eventually meet this girl, and this girl has powers that are helping keep the cities afloat, and she's kind of being used for her abilities, like as a slave almost. Yeah. But she doesn't know. She's living this very sheltered life. She's never left this like palace, if mm-hmm. you will. Has no idea about the outside world. You eventually rescue her because you need her to escape. Right at the end, to escape, she can create portals. She didn't know she could, but right at the end, she sort of discovers this power that she can create portals and stuff. So she creates these portals, and it takes you through the other Bioshock games. Yeah. And you didn't know they were all part of the same world yeah. at the same time. And one of the lines she says, and you'll have to quote me, correct me if I'm wrong here, that there is always another lighthouse. Yeah, I think that's what it says. Yeah, that's what I've yeah. written. Yeah. And it was, there's more, like, that's not super, so much a spoiler, but that's sort of where you see a real, fuck, all of this is connected. Yeah, because you see the lighthouse that Jack swam to, I think. Yeah, when he goes down the lift in the first game, yeah, you see and then, all these and then you ones. see Rapture underwater. Yeah, and it's like multiverses, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not multiverses; it's all part of the same world, but all oh, of them right. are connected. All of the characters and all of the events mm-hmm. are linked. Right, but it, okay. I, and it explains it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I won't give too much of that away. And that's really why I'd love to see another Bioshock game because every single one of them was brilliant. Yeah, they, they've, you know, I'm not saying developers should do what I say, clip mm-hmm. my fingers, but Thanos style. Yeah, Wep. Wap. I don't think he says wap. Like he does now. Oh, um, okay. Is that... You should have gone for the head. Wap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoppa. Yeah, see, I really want to see a Bioshock film. 
Uh, it would really lend itself to a film. It was it, in, really it was in the works for a long time. It was in oh, sort was of turmoil. Yeah, it was supposed to be Gore Verbinski who made the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Right, good. I know. And then it sort of skipped between loads of different people who were sort of attached to it, then weren't, and attached mm. again and weren't, and different actors dropped in and out of contracts. But I recently, me and Helen were actually discussing this before over breakfast because we were talking about what we want to do on the show. Yeah. And imagine Guillermo del Toro. Oh. That would be cool. You know, think like The Shape of Water has that feel anyway. And Labyrinth as well. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. Yeah. It'd be really, really interesting. And yeah, she brought up Christopher Nolan, but I think he might be too serious. I don't know, not too serious. He's very... His world you, well, you building want, is great, yeah, you but want, you need more you want fantastical. Yeah, you want somebody who's kind of done sort of between Peaky Blinders yeah. and something a bit more fantastical like Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. You want something like that, don't you? Because you want it to have that kind of earthly, London, familiar feel. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you want quite a bit of a fantasy. A bit of like well. twisted and strange. Like. What, was the, what was the film, the gangster film with Leonardo DiCaprio? Departed, not Departed. Uh, yeah, it was The Departed. Departed, wasn't it? Yeah. Who directed that? Uh, that was Martin Scorsese, I think. So imagine Martin Scorsese and, say, Guillermo del Toro team Mixed up. together. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. So that'd be... You know, because mm. Departed is kind of a Peaky Blinders kind of feel it to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what Peaky Blinders is, it's a British TV... Uh, BBC drama mm. based on uh, gangster, like British gangsters. Yeah. There's some serious banging there, guys. Sorry. It was outside. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Gosh knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, so mm. that the learning that it's all connected and there's a big old story being sort of wrapped around those three individual games. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. I was like, what? I what? need to know more. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play through Infinite. So that's the one sure. I've not played yet. Uh, there's one battle in it that even on easy mode, it must have taken me at least 10 goes. Really? Oh, I'm so See, I like games that got a challenge. I'm fucking sick of games that are too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some games that I fucking breeze through <clears> and don't even die. Yeah, yeah. I want to die. Kill me. <laughs> On some level, Harrison, don't we all? Yeah, I'm like there, like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. Like, well, kill me, you'll, you'll like Bioshock Infinite then, because when you complete it for the first time, you unlock 1999 mode. Yeah, my brother told me about this. Which is extraordinarily hard. Yeah, yeah. A lot less ammo, enemies are beasts. You get, you know, cool. it, it's just a bigger, bigger challenge. I, I didn't bother. Didn't I was like, enough. no, no, thank you. Not doing it. No, thank you. Goodbye. It's like trying to play Dark Souls with yes. a wet fish. Speaking of Dark Souls and games. Yes. It's on sale right now. It is, but that's not what I want to get to. Okay. Game of Thrones. Yes. Dark Souls. Yes. Dark Souls, Game of Thrones. Game of Dark Souls. George R.R. R. Martin. George R.R. R. Martin has been in Japan. Ah, George R.R. Martin. Ah, George R.R. Martin, Martin has been in... in Giga, I can't fuck it. Oh! He's been in Japan. Please. I know, I'm getting flustered, Sorry working with a game studio for what might be a new Dark Souls title and it might be that he's working with From Software. These are the Are rumors. you sure he's not just doing a Game of Thrones game? These are the rumours. Yeah, but it's going to be a Dark Souls style game set in the Game of Thrones world. Right. I thought you meant he's going to write the story for a new Dark Souls game. I don't know. Right. that. No one knows exactly what's happening, but this is what we've got, the information. This is what we've this got. It. I'm stirring it. He's, yeah, he's, he's like spooning stuff yeah. out of an imaginary we're, bowl we're, now. We're, it's like really tasty porridge yes. with character deaths and lore. Yes. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm well excited. I think yeah. it'll be great. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like you wanted me to be excited. I want you to be excited. Well, because we know, like, the wonderful thing about Dark Souls is you know nothing about it. Yeah. 
you learn as you play. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, I know shitloads. Yeah, but this will be an entirely new story. That's the thing. A new story, but set in the same universe. You well, know, we don't know. Well, it might not Game be. Thrones, then, it might it? not be Westeros. That's the thing. It could be Essos. Uh, now, right now, you're peaking, now you're picking my interest. Exactly. Now we're getting yes, it. yes, like Summer Isles. It could be Sothos, which I didn't know was a thing till this morning. Yeah, it's the Southern Island, yeah. yeah really no, cool. there's very little known about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even know how far it stretches. Well, there we go. We've got loads of stuff to explore with that. It could be Tormund and Ghost. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah, although it's, he's back with Daddy now. He's yeah. back with his owner. <laughs> goodest boy in the world. The best boy. Who's the goodest boy. So, should we get into a bit of movie news? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll do it if you do it. Let's do it. Give us a little finger jib. <laughs> Right, so the Sonic movie has been delayed until February 2020. Well, I hope so. Give yeah. the bloody guys a chance. Exactly, to allow the devs more time on the Sonic character design. I don't think anybody's in a rush to watch that film. No. I think it's fine. I think. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to watch it anyway. I'm not. Not the cinema. It's not not, not because it, it looks like a car crash of a film. Yeah. Because I'm sure they'll do a great job in me working it. And it's not the film, it's not the first film ever that has been kiboshed at the last minute and redone. Loads of films yep. were. But it's just not the sort of film I'd go to the cinema to watch. No, no, it's... No, no. No, no, don't do it. I think that just because the character's being redesigned, it will not fix the script. Yeah, exactly. It will not fix the gangster's paradise. No, no. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. I just think the whole thing should be started again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's... I just don't think it's going to save it. It's a robotic film. Jim Carrey. That's what I, I want to see Jim Carrey doing mm. some cool stuff again. Mm. Not cool stuff. Like, I worry about Jim Carrey. He got in a bit of a bad way for a long time. He did a bit, yeah. Yeah, I want him to, you know, be happy because he's a funny person. His he does he does do series very well though. He does. Did no, you know, he, watch, he, he uh, does. Eternal spot, sunshine of the spotless mind. Yes, easy for you to say. Eternal <laughs> eternal sunshine of the spotless n- naff. Yes. <laughs> Nigel Pinchley. <laughs> Smashing. Also, the Akira live action film. Yes. 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 Has now announced to be having Taika Waititi of Thor Ragnarok as the director. Mm. I know. Interesting. That was a be- one of the best Thors. Mm, it was the best Thor, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be produced by Leonardo DiCaprio's company still, and it will be shot entirely in California. And uh, in previous iterations, apparently Keanu Reeves was asked to star. Interesting. Mm. So there's been some talks about who's going to be in it. None yeah. are confirmed yet, so I'm not going to confirm anything for you. Not because I know. I was going to say, yeah, you're well connected. <laughs> yeah, I am very well connected. I'll have you know. Speaking speaking of Keanu Reeves, nice little segue. John yeah. Wick. John Wick is out. Yeah, John Wick's out. Very excited to go and see it at some point. Not sure when. I need to see the second very, one. Very busy. Schedule. Have you got the second one? Yes. Can I have it today? No. no. <laughs> Please, I want to watch no. it tonight. It'll cost you. Okay. Food. I, I brought some food with me. Did oh, you? I, I ate it. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, no, you gave me a slice of orange, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, fine, yeah. I'll it was it. actually a satsuma. A, sa- a satsuma. 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 From the Sas- region of Sas- coasts Sas- of Escargot Barilla. Yeah, but it looks like John Wick 4 is going to be done. Yeah. Which I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how 3 ends. I'm no, guessing no. he lives if there's talk of 4. Presumably. Or it's just about his dog. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know that they're actually using the Rotten Tomato score in the actual advert. Are they? Sorry for all the clanging, guys. I don't know what is yeah, happening outside. Yeah, yeah. I think I think somebody's having a battle with some bastard swords. I just need to check that my car is alive. One second. Yeah, sure. And I'm back. Oh, that hurt my ass. Huh? 
Yes, what were we talking about? John Wick 4. John Wick 4. Yeah, so the, I think it's weird <laughs> that they're using the, the Rotten Tomato thing. In, like, he literally walks past the Rotten Tomato rating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we get it's good. You don't have to stretch that much. Yeah, yeah. It is a little bit of a comedy as well, though. Don't it is, like, yeah, John but Wick. people already want to see it. Like, 100% people serious. are already excited about it. Yeah. People know that Keanu Reeves is cool. Yeah. And yeah, well, yeah, you don't need to tell me twice. No, no. Um, something I am very excited about, which I don't know if you've watched yet, is the new Terminator trailer. I, of course I've watched yes. it. Terminator ba, ba, Dark ba, ba, Fate. Ba, 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 ba. Yes, we're, we're both very excited about it. And to be honest, the trailer doesn't really give much away. No. It feels like Logan. Like, it's that kind of... It feels that kind of Western road journey kind, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's directed by Tim Miller, who did a Deadpool. A Deadpool. A Deadpool. A Deadpool, Deadpool story. <laughs> Christmas Carol, which actually is a real thing, I think, now that I say that. Um, yeah, so he, he's directed it, and it's I think he's written it as well with James Cameron, who's produced yes. it. Yeah. I think it's going to be very well shot, very well produced. Yes. I've got some, some qualms. I don't think Linda Hamilton would come back for it if it no, wasn't. No, no, I don't think so. But so I, this is interesting. I don't know. Some of the ways that they've shot things are... Right, let me go back. You remember Terminator 2, <laughs> how... <laughs> how defined the visuals were in Terminator 2 there was that very distinct style of everything was that weird blue hue yeah you know like in the night shots everything's black and blue and grey yeah. yeah that lent itself really well to like the visual aesthetic mm. for like a stark future where you don't know what's going to happen yeah and it was a very machine looking yeah like cold like it, steel yeah, exactly. kind of and I, I presume that was on purpose by the art director you'd hope well, so well done to him yeah but in this new one it all looks very shiny and high contrast colours. Well, I th- not Michael Bay. I don't want to say that the whole teal and orange colour spectrum here. I was going to say orange. It looks kind of orangey. Yeah, and I understand yeah. a lot of it was deserty stuff. Yeah, but yeah, that's the last one looked like that as well. Well, Genesis. you know what you do? Just put on some sunglasses. Yeah, okay. I'll wear just some blue. Get some solar blue sunglasses. shift. I'll wear some blue shift glasses and just just wear them. Yeah, and just just turn the red down on your TV. Mm-hmm. I j- I just want. It to have the same feeling. I know, yeah. Because yeah, I love yeah. Terminator 2. There's nothing wrong with something different. I know. Either. As long yeah. as it's good. <laughs> I'm using my mum voice now. Yeah, I know, yeah, you are. Yes. I want I don't mind something different as long as like it's not it shit. Quiet about it. This okay. chocolate bar tastes different. Oh, yeah, because it's a piece of shit. You know, you know what, get what I'm saying? This tea tastes like shit, Austin. Yeah, because <laughs> it is shit. <coughs> oh, so it's not just me then. <laughs> I, I'm super excited. I'm not that fussed about the mm-hmm. lighting of it the the, the shooting style no, we'll see no. we'll see you know i just so don't the the, the, the protagonist antagonist looks, looks really cool cool so we see look what it looks like is it itself in, from venom mm, it's like venom? an independent terminator that can split into two that can operate independently that's, yeah that worried me a bit because i'm thinking is it just like is it just cloning itself like what's it even need to fight for then just clone millions of you and no i don't think it can i think it's is it just two it can do yeah well if you remember the t1000 it can only change shape into something of equal size or something that's touched yeah. and something that's touched so it can't turn into yeah. a gun because it's got moving parts yeah and then they tried to do that in terminator 3 with the tx where it had the the memimetic alloy over the top of yeah. the 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 endoskeleton inside yeah. Which could turn into guns, but I don't think this one can. No. But I, I like the look of it. I like how it's like yeah. that dark carbon kind of look. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think it's going to be like eyes. smart carbon. Yeah, but something I don't know if you noticed is when it's in the truck and the, the steel bars go through, or the iron bars, whatever it is, it grabs hold of it and its outside part turns into yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever guy the guy's yeah. name is. On the front of it, he jumps off, 
But when you see the back of that Terminator's head, the back section of its brain is missing. Oh. So we don't know whether it has to leave that one doing simple tasks. And then yeah, this yeah, new part yeah. is like the hunter part of it, which can change into other things. Interesting. So that could be interesting to see. Interesting. Yeah. And we know that, well, when the liquid part of it is not on its body, that one can't disguise itself. No. Because it's just a fucking metal skeleton walking yeah. around. And it looks scary. That's what I like. It actually yeah, yeah, does yeah. look scary. Yeah. The one in the last one. It looks one like a very it. upgraded version of the T800. It does, yeah. It's yeah. got all gaps through it. And I just, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I am excited about it. Linda Hamilton seems to be really cool like, when she gets out of that massive fucking yeah. light machine. Yeah. And she's like, doo, 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 yeah, like a blowing badass, holes in yeah. it. Yeah. So, and we don't know and what. She is a badass. She I, is. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's yeah. great. We don't know what Arnie's doing in it yet, which is one interesting thing about the. I have a feeling it's just a cameo. I've got I a think, sneaking suspicion it'll just be like a small cameo. I think he might be the guy who designed it or who the term, the T800's based on. Yeah. So he yeah, might be yeah. someone who works for well, whatever was before Skynet. Cyberdyne. Well, I know that the, I don't know if Cyberdyne's still going because they blew up Cyberdyne. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll oh, see. God. We'll see. But anyway, it's we do see a part where something falls into the water with a when a, a large person punches the Terminator. So that might be Arnie. Yeah. Maybe there'll yeah. be a young version of Arnie again and the old guy who designed it. Maybe. Which that could be cool if he designed yeah. the T800 to protect himself from this one that's coming back. Maybe. And that's how the T800s then got into production. Yeah, There's maybe. a little prediction for that's you. Could be, that's could be a I good prediction. Be. I like that. I like that. I like yeah. That. Um, but that's all we really see. And other than the, the girl in it, I can't remember her name, it's the girl from Blade Runner 2049. It is. She, th- she either is human and is upgraded with Terminator parts. Yeah. Or she's a Terminator who thinks she's human. I don't know. I'm not sure if that lends itself from the book a lot. What was it called? Terminator Dawn of Humanity? Oh yeah, I've not read that. It was it, oh, years ago. It was like the third, fourth, or third or fourth book, I think, where it, they'd started augmented humans. Rather than killing all the humans, they just captured them augmented them with Terminator tech. This that was is like in the Terminator future. Salvation, wasn't it? Only? A little bit like Salvation, yeah. I can't remember his name. And they're sending back. Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington, yeah. Which wasn't a great film. No, it was okay. Bale, it was, the problem is it was Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, was... God for you! Yeah. <laughs> Such a cock. I know, I know. He's an amazing actor. He is. In, he, he does some hum, humdinger of films. Humdingers. Some hamdingers. Hamdingers. Oh, hamburgers. I know, I'm hungry now. Oh, I, could eat, I could eat a hamburger. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited for it. I've, yeah. It's been a long time since I've... Been, been a long forward. time, been a long time, been long, a long, lonely, 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 lonely time. You're going to have to edit that clap out probably. Yeah, yeah it's all right. And on that note, let's get on to our new plays. Yes. Things that we've watched and played to recommend to you. So, we've been playing tabs. We have been playing tabs. Big update recently. Yeah, totally accurate features. battle simulator. Yes. It's a comedy game. It's a battle, accurate battle simulator comedy game. I don't, I don't yeah. know how else to put it. They've had a recently, they've had a uh, update. They've released some more units and they've introduced secret units. Yes. So I haven't I'll, seen yet, but Jono found quite a few of them. Yes. Oh, I've, I've not shown you yet. No. Oh, right. Well, after, the, after we've mm. recorded this, I will show you some. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we've got things like ice giants, uh, shoguns. Mm-hmm. Monkey King. Although I think that's part of the samurai sex. Yeah, you did. You showed me those right? ones. You didn't show me the secret ones. Ah, right. Yeah. So you got like jesters, all sorts. Mm-hmm. Really cool. You got yeah. uh, tree giants. Cool. Yeah. I won't tell you. Like, there's plenty of stuff online how to find it. By the way, you should totally download and play. Um, totally accurate battles in. I can't. I'm just going to call it tabs. Yeah, just call it tabs. Yeah. 
you should download and play a tactics. It's like it's a little hilarious. army game where you, you have different classes of units and you can make little teams to fight against each other yeah. and you can slow mo yeah. it and zoom into the battle. Yeah. But it's it's funny. It yeah. is hilarious the way yeah. the so you fight. you set up the battle and then yeah. the AIs play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the latest update, you can take control of units. Oh really? Yeah. So you press F, I think it is, during play, and you can control one unit at a time. Mm-hmm. And you can do your left and mouse, right mouse buttons to, cool. to fight with them. It's still all animation. The, the, the animation wide control is still physics based, so it's really like it's all procedural and yeah, wobbly. Which is, in it. That's the kind of calling card of this game is that all the animation is physics based. Mm-hmm. So they will quite often get their arms stuck behind the head and like <laughs> stabbing themselves in the head with a sword. Yeah. The hobbits jump head first into battle and just like yeah. headbutt people yeah. and grab onto yeah. them. I did, I did. I've set myself a task and I almost broke my computer trying to complete it. You can get mammoths in it as well as uh-huh. hobbits and various other various other units. Hobbits are pretty much in, in large enough number they're like a plague of locusts. Yeah. They will just rip through anything. But not a mammoth it seems. You can, you can have for each team you can have maybe be about 50 to 60 units yeah. at that point it starts to you have out a points bit. you have to use though don't you yeah so yeah yeah sorry i'm on, a, on the, a, there's a sandbox mode i was oh, is sorry, it? in oh, the sandbox right. mode yeah during the campaign mode you've mm-hmm. got a set number of coins or um, amount of money currency that you've got to spend wisely on your units to fight an already predetermined enemy yeah. set a series of enemies mm-hmm. but in sandbox mode i thought i'll see how many hobbits it takes to try and defeat a mammoth and when you have about 60 units on screen whether they're you know 30 on each side or whatever that's when it starts to lag out a bit. Stuff gets um, chuggy. It does. It's not too bad. When you get to about 100 units, it starts getting really bad. It's because it's all physics-based animation. That's a lot of computation. I got up to 250 hobbits <laughs> against one mammoth, and they're still lost. They're still lost? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. So I, 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 this is why I said earlier I need a new graphics card and a new yeah. computer, because I need to know the number. I need to know how many hobbits it. it takes to kill a mammoth. <laughs> These are the questions that people need to know the answers yep. to. They need it. We need to know. See, elect me as a new prime minister. We're having a new prime minister in Britain soon. Who knows what it will be? Yeah, please not Boris Johnson. Fuck you. Know. Yes, Bojo, bumbling buffoon Bojo. Yeah, let's not get into politics. No, here. this is not. this was a place to bring joy to people. Exactly. Stay exactly. away from the fucking yes. news, guys. But I will happily Good. be prime minister. Yes. Free burritos for everybody. I have got my vote. You got, got my, my vote. Got my vote. John for PM. Hashtag yes. John for PM. Let's get, this, <laughs> let's get this fucking trending. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So the load new yeah. secret characters on it. Play it. It's really fun. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's great. Like, play it on your own. It's not too bad, mm-hmm. but it's definitely funnier with friends. Yeah. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. You can. now have a Let's Play channel. Which yes. is just You find us at Grief Burrito on YouTube. Yeah. on there. Grief Burrito on YouTube. Grief Burrito on Twitter. Grief Burrito on Instagram. Yeah. Got them all, baby. All them all. I'm we'll have to set up some TikToks and get some Snapchats and yeah, stuff we should like do that. It. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's, do it. Let's, do it. Let's get it amongst all the social meads. All those meads. Shall oh, we get into mead. our weekly Reiki moons? Let's get a recommend, yes. Let's do I think it. It's a bit of a long episode so far. Uh, yes, yeah, just over an hour. How is it? Uh, it feels longer. Hour and 24. You're boring me. Right. No, go on. Give me yours. Chef. Chef. I'm not just calling you Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. <laughs> uh, I watched, I think it was in 2014. It's frozen. It came out. <laughs> it's fucking rotten. Sorry. <laughs> okay. 2014, this came out uh-huh. called Chef. Great film. If you've ever seen the film Whiplash, which is a, a film about a jazz drummer, also an incredible film. I think that was my first ever recommend on this podcast. Actually. I think it was. Yes, I think it might have been. Yeah, it was incredible. This has a similar feel to it in the sense that it's it's about a personal journey of someone. That, like They have a event happens in their life. Their life t- takes a direction they're not really entirely happy with. So they then go off on a sort of journey. But it's also me being like one of my passions outside of gaming or video games or programming or anything like that is food. I love mm. cooking. Love cooking. Love it. 
I'm never happier than when I'm sat there looking at expensive knives on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Not because I've got some sick knife fascination, because I'm sat there going, murder. <laughs> I'm sat there thinking, oh, how many tomatoes could I slice with that and with how much ease. Yeah, I could breathe this through you a know, tomato. Like a, a thousand folded steel Santori knife of yeah. 300 quid. I was like, ugh. So this film's right up my street, right up any proper mm. serious foodies mm. street, because it's got some glorious food in it. It's got some, it really sort of shows the passion. Because there's a lot of films talking about how hard, or there's a lot of TV shows that talk about how hard it is working in chef kitchens and stuff. You, you yourself have worked yeah, in bars hard. and pubs. That have had really, you know, busy. Mm. I've worked in kitchens as kitchens. well. Yeah. So my first job was in kitchens. Yeah. So, but this tackles or this talks shows more the the passion of the chef himself, mm-hmm. and basically he gets uh, gets reviewed by this critic. I'm not giving too much away. This is right at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. Gets reviewed by this critic who was a long time sort of not friend, but they, they, he he this critic set this chef up. He gave him a glowing yeah. review when he first started out, and then got to where he is today based on that because he built upon mm-hmm. it, built upon it. But this time round. Oh, it goes a bit wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it burns his toast. Shit. Yeah. Bugger. Yeah. It's John Favreau, by the way. John Favreau, yeah. He stars yeah. in it. It's an all-star cast, yeah. It's yeah, I don't know cast. if he directs it, but I know he's definitely in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've got John Favreau. I don't know her name, but it was the woman from Modern Family, the Hispanic lady who is mm-hmm. the mother of the young, the young chunky, kid. let's say, yeah. child. You've got, I want to say Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah Scarlett Johansson. Robert Downey Jr. You've got Dustin days, Hoffman. Yeah. Great, but it is a wonderful... Oh, and John Legumi Umiyamio. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. <laughs> Leguizamo. Leguizamo. But it's a great film. Like I ex- didn't expect to connect with it emotionally like I did. No, because right towards the end, as it's sort of wrapping up, it gets really poignant about his relationship with his son, mm-hmm. and it's it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Amazing. Really, I've heard really a lot of good nice. stuff, and it's one of the ones I've just not yeah. got around to watching yet. Yeah. But and I will it, take your recommend and yes, I'll go do it. Do it. It's got some great scenes as well where he's preparing food. You know, like yeah. really good, high quality chefs just they make food just look like art. Yeah, yeah. And there's the scenes in like that. Like fancy food's not for everybody, and I I love cooking, mm-hmm. but I'm not a I'm not a f- cooker. I don't cook with finesse. Yeah. I make whole hearty, wholesome food, but I don't do it with style. Whereas this has got all that beautiful style and skill. It shows mm-hmm. off the skill, you know. Um, I've actually got two recommends this week. One is from myself, and one is from Helen. Oh, I thought you meant one is of myself. One right. is I'm recommending. I am, my... I am great. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend me to me, everybody. Me, check me out. No, uh, just because I realised we didn't actually do a recommend on the last episode. Did we not? No. Oh. So I thought I'd give us two this week. Well, there you go. So my first one is. I can't remember. You titus. I know Helen's. What was it? Do you want to know Helen's? I got it. Wait. Oh, I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it's a YouTube channel. Oh. Called Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. It's a really, really good cooking show. I'm sticking with the theme. That's what made yeah, me think Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, they, yeah. No, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. They're really good. Mm. Yeah, I've showed you Brad's ones. Yeah. 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 Um, Brad Leone, which he has a little, like, it's like a sub-channel, like a series within the channel, yeah. uh, which is called It's Alive. So he teaches you how to do different fermented things. So he teaches you how to make, like, kimchi, and if you want to do kombucha, yeah. if you want to make yeah. fermented chili sauce, and, like, it's really, really good. Nice. And I've just done a recent series of five episodes. Each is about... Well, I think the first four are 40 minutes each. And the yeah. last one's only 20 minutes. And it's making the perfect pizza. Nice. It's really cool. That's a very topical yeah. one, isn't it? Because it is. a lot of chefs claim yeah. make the perfect pizza. And there's a, there's, I think there's a team of eight of them. And in each episode, they have two people. Uh, no, sorry, a team of six of them, sorry. And then like two of them fly off to Italy to learn yeah. to make mozzarella from scratch. Two of them learn how to make the perfect dough, so going to all the different bakeries, and it's, nice. it's really, really good. Nice. Highly recommend that. And Helen's recommend for this week was, uh, it's a comic called Middle West, 
by Image Comics, which is written by Scotty Young, who I think he wrote some of the... Scotty the Younger. Yes. I don't know if he wrote the Deadpool film, but I think he wrote a lot of the Deadpool comics. And it's about a young boy who becomes an unintentional adventurer after a storm rolls in. And this storm is like a giant... It's almost like um, the Storm Titan from Hercules. Like, it's got a face and it knows his name. And it it sort of drags him to this adventure. And it's inspired by the Dark Crystal, Neil Gaiman, and the Miyazaki Ghibli films. Nice. Nice. It looks amazing. It really does. So she's got all of them. I love all those things. Love Neil Gaiman. Good Omens is out. It is, the new series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's David Tennant and... Um, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I think I'll check that out. Yeah, the book is incredible. Yeah, I love, my I, dad's I, just read it. Yeah, I, I love Neil Gaiman, I love Terry Pratchett. Yeah. All, you know, they're, they're great authors. Yeah, they are. Very, yeah. very good. Do you know, Terry Pratchett never cracked America. Really? Yeah, do you think he would? God, he was huge over here, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, huge, yeah, like national treasure. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. amazing. God rest his little soul. I know. Yeah. He's gone with death. Yes, gone on his way. Right, yeah. I think... We should end it here. Competition. A competition. I forgot about the competition. Competition. How competition. dare you? I'm sorry. We also had the Patreon shout out, which I was going to do. Yes. Um, so the competition, I would like you guys to tell us. Yes. Who was the person who stole Tesla's machine, the time machine, in the last episode? Yes. So go back. Go back. Have a listen. Let us know. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, get back on there. It's Spooky Burrito 3. Mm. And we'll be choosing a winner. You can either comment your answer on the actual Podbean app itself underneath the episode, which will come directly to me as a notification. You can comment it on Patreon, on Twitter, which is at Grief Burrito, on Instagram, which is at Grief Burrito, because I will be making a post about the competition, and the Facebook group, which is also... If you put it on Twitter and hashtag it with Burrito Comp. Burrito Comp. There you go. Hashtag Burrito Comp. And we'll be choosing a winner and announcing the winner of this on the next episode. You'll be winning one of our awesome Grief Burrito badges. Yes. And a collection of comics. A collection of comics as well. Yes. Which includes... Jono's Breath. Yeah. I'm going to breathe (laughs) on all. I think it includes four editions of the Dark Souls comics, if I remember correctly. Just the first four of the limited edition covers. Get on it. Which Get on this prize. Yes. I, I'm not gonna lie. I might even. Yeah, you might enter. I don't think I might enter. Them yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I might just do it. So get in there before I do, guys. Yes. And today's episode was brought to you by Liana Gaffney. Liana Gaffney. Thank you, Liana, for Amazing. being a Patreon. You are official burrito fam. Yes. Yeah. Welcome on board. Welcome on board. Your badge will be on its way as soon as they arrive next week. Yes, we're still waiting for our little yes. elves to make them. Yeah, but we've, I think we've chose what we're going to settle with now. We've got the samples in. Yeah, they're super excited. They're looking good. Yeah, so Liana, we'll send us a photo with you wearing it as well. Yes. Also, that's something I want to know. Where I'm, are you? Where, also, I want to know where are you guys listening to Grief Brio? Yeah. I want you to go to, go to yeah, our, actually, go to our Twitter or Instagram, whatever you like. Take a picture of your surroundings right now. Oh, I thought you meant. What app? No, not not the app. Right. But yeah, I mean, tell us the app that you listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. When we get that breakdown. Like, where do you listen? Is it on the yeah, way to work? Yeah, what are you doing? In the bath? What, what are you doing you, right now? Are you doing a poop? Are you pooping? Are you? Like, who are who you doesn't pooping? listen to a podcast while they poop? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I listen to podcasts all the time. All, podcast all day. I'm driving. Mm. I'm at work. I'm making my lunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. doing playing games. I, t- I tend to do it while I'm working or when I'm in the shower mm-hmm. or, you know, my morning routines. Yeah. So I get up, have breakfast make a coffee yeah 
get showered. You know, that's that's ten. That's when I have my podcast times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How are you doing with your coffee, by the way? Have you still got some left? I do have some left. Right. Okay. Good. Because I was going to say I've just got some new samples in from Ethiopia oh. and from Nicaragua, and they are N- Nicar- what, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. It's really hard to say. Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. Okay. Yeah, and it's amazing. They're really, really good. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want them, be on CrowRockandRaven.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be, I'll be bringing some around for us now. Bring it. Yeah, we'll take some photos of it and we'll show. Yes. Oh, oh, baby. Right, and that is the end. Thank you yes. for listening. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. You will. Well, you'll hear us. You'll hear us. Yeah. Maybe you'll see us. <gasps> Don't maybe, check maybe out we the might YouTube do it channel. in your room. Yes. yes. YouTube check out the YouTube channel. Well. Find us at Grief yep. Burrito. We're playing through Super Bunny Man with Jordan, our lovely editor. Yep. And we're playing other stuff. We'll see what else we play today. Yeah, well, we've got two Rogue Legacies on there. Got Rogue Legacies. on there. Yeah, we've got tabs. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Mm. We'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>